Support for Spoleto Backstage is made possible in part by Chamber Music Charleston, celebrating the return of live music gatherings and their 15th anniversary, with their season opener featuring violinist Rachel Barton Pine and more. September 28th at the Satilli Theater. For tickets, chambermusiccharleston.org. Support also comes from Brook Green Gardens, presenting the National Sculpture Society's 88th Annual Awards Exhibition, June 12th through August 22nd, and Summerlight Art by Night, Wednesdays through Saturdays until August 22nd. More at brookgreen.org. Productions of chamber music from Spoleto Festival USA are made possible by Bank of America, the ETV Endowment of South Carolina, and the John Covington and Robert Lukey Fund for the Performing Arts. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spoleto Backstage, the podcast that brings the amazing performances and insightful perspectives of the 2021 Spoleto Festival USA chamber music series right to you. Think of it as a fresh new lanyard with a shiny VIP pass on it. That's very informed podcastee, right? When you make the podcast, you're a podcaster. When you listen to them, you're a podcastee. Anyway, dear podcastee, this episode is another in our lineup of first Viennese school composers. Haydn and Mozart have had their pods this year, and so now it's on to drumroll, please. Better yet, four-note motif, please. Ludwig van Beethoven. A sampling of Beethoven is in store for us, taken right from this year's Spoleto Chamber Series, excerpts representing each of the three stylistic periods into which his works are often categorized. Also ahead, a conversation with bassoonist Monica Ellis of Imani Wins. But before we hear her speak, we'll hear her play, alongside Todd Palmer, clarinet, David Bird Marrow, horn, Jennifer Frouchy, violin, Ayane Kozasa, viola, Arlen Lusco, cello, and Anthony Monzo, double bass. This is the first movement of an early period work by Beethoven from 1800, his septet in E-flat major, opus 20.
That was the first movement Adagio Allegro con Brio of Ludwig van Beethoven's Septet in E-flat Major, Opus 20. Performing there were clarinetist Todd Palmer, bassoonist Monica Ellis, hornist David Bird Marrow, violinist Jennifer Frouchy, violist Ayane Kozasa, cellist Arlen Lusko, and double bassist Anthony Monzo. More Beethoven in a bit, but now part of a conversation with one of the performers just featured, bassoonist Monica Ellis. A member of the quintet Imani Wins, Monica was not only a musician in the Spoleto Chamber Series, she also performed in another festival event, Alicia Hall and Jason Moran's Two Wings, The Music of Black America in Migration. That concert was given in the College of Charleston's Cistern Yard on the final Friday of the festival. And for the Chamber Series, she played for the Beethoven Septet just featured, Samuel Coleridge Taylor's Nonette, which we'll hear in an upcoming episode of this podcast, and more. Here's part of the conversation I had with Monica not too long ago, a talk that includes some updates on Imani Wins and a little weighing in on the next host for a pretty popular game show. And to start, Monica's answer to my question on whether or not Spoleto was her first in-person performance since the start of the pandemic. It's one of the first. It's one of the first. Uh, with Imani Wins, our first concert was back in March. And, uh, of course, we had to all be comfortable and be vaccinated. And as wind players, you know, we couldn't wear masks, or at least we didn't opt to figure out how to put the slit through the mask and, you know, deal with all of that. So uh, we were very, very excited to finally get back with with one another. Um, so this will probably be about our fourth concert or so. So we're just grateful, just grateful that we have come through this. You know, it's been so awful for so many people, but we're um, blessed to be safe and, he- and healthy. So happy to be back here for sure. And your own engagement with Spoleto Festival this year is twofold because first off, you're performing as a bassoonist in the chamber music series, playing with the Max Bruch Double Concerto, Beethoven Septet, the Coleridge Taylor Nonette, and a Mozart aria as well. Um, you excited for these pieces? Big time. Yes. <laughs> um, some of them I've never played before. And so, you know, there's always new pieces to learn and, and just new sounds to absorb. And I'm playing with with some friends of mine, uh, Todd Palmer and uh, David Bird Marrow. And so, you know, just to that that wind, the wind section in the uh, Beethoven, at least, are some old friends. So and some new friends, some new folks that I haven't met before and played with. So that's the beauty of these types of uh, festivals, you know, that you do have returned folks that that really make it their home. But then every now and then you've got people that you you say, oh, okay, I've never met you before, but let's do this. We're going to have fun. (laughs) So, yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, of course, they're just elite, elite players. And so to be uh, performing with them again is, is quite exciting. Well, you're playing with old friends, but of course, normally you're part of Imani Wins. Is there a bit of a learning curve kind of getting out of one chamber group and then, you know, here's a mixture of new people or do you catch on pretty quick? Um, that's an interesting question. Uh, not really. There's not really a learning curve, I would say. I think uh, we have been playing chamber music in different, of course, yeah, like you just said, as a group for, you know, 24 years now. So, it's just absolute second nature. And I think everything that we've learned in Imani Wins, we can translate really easily and quickly to other configurations. Um, and uh, a lot of it is just a considerable amount of, of um, confidence, I have to say. You know, with in a chamber group, you're, you're it's one on a part. And so you just kind of, you got to go in there and do it. <laughs> do the thing, as they say. And with, with Imani, it's uh, Imani Wins, it's absolutely is that experience. You know, we come in with a a very confident feeling. And um, of course, you know, we would like to think we're humble and and, uh, don't take anything for granted. But with the playing, um, we want to present something really strong. And so that feeling can go to another experience pretty, pretty easily. So yeah, no, I've, I've learned so much over, you know, two decades with those guys. It's, it's, (laughs) it has been a, a, we, we always say, you know, it's like this anthropological study, like being inside of a chamber group is this very interesting relationship. (laughs) Um, We're waiting for the reality show to come follow us, but that hasn't happened. I would be really interested in that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, from what I've heard from Imani Wins and also, you know, just, just read about your whole mission, I mean, your ability to adapt and, you know, remain relevant. I mean, that's kind of one of the hallmarks of your group. 
I hope so. I think so. Yes, yes. And and listen, you know, it's not an easy thing. Not that you're suggesting that, but we do think about that a lot, this idea of remaining relevant. I mean, I think that's a really important way to put it because it's uh, you know, nothing is nothing is given here and and you do have to just keep working hard and and understanding the the world we live in. Things have changed drastically for us as you know the human race just just in this last year and uh um as well as the the racial reckoning that we're dealing with and so you know you can't just sit idly and and say well we're kind of in our lane playing our little classical music and so yeah so we do even of course before last year's um occurrences we have always tried to reflect the the world that we live in and and show the breadth and diversity of repertoire that exists in chamber music and particularly for for wind quintet and and really just you know we we collaborate with other people we we realize that it's not just about us either and we can bring in other folks so yes yes thank you for recognizing that we are (laughs) (laughs) it would be hard not to oh thank you thank you we're in that constant push to see you know how can we remain relevant to your point well, along those lines, what's next for you and the group as a whole after Spoleto's done? Also a good question. Yeah. Um, you know, it is it's about kind of acclimating ourselves back to out of the pandemic. And we we have a, a not terribly busy summer, but come the fall, it's very busy. And we um, have a, another incredible announcement that we just made on Tuesday, which is we are now part of the faculty of the Curtis Institute of Music. Congratulations. I, thank you. Thank you. I like literally almost forgot to mention it because it's still sinking <laughs> in. <laughs> I was going to be like, oh, yeah, we're going, you know, we're going to a couple of cities. But no, this yeah, is there you go. Um, it's it is absolutely incredible. We will be their first ever faculty win quintet. Awesome. So uh, we uh, are going to be diving into the fabric of Curtis and, and um, coachings, doing coachings, lessons, um, career advancement, entrepreneurship, mentorship type of um, programming. So. We have a lot of ideas and and we'll see how it all kind of pans out within this first year. So that's very exciting. We are in residence at Duke University. So we'll just be up the way in North Carolina Um, for that was a uh, it was to be um, during the pandemic. Uh, We were going to be there for two years, but now we've got postponed and postponed. So now we're starting that back up again. So we'll be there twice a year. Uh, we have another residency with um, Chamber Music Pittsburgh, which happens to be my hometown. And so we'll be there for a couple of times over the course of the next season. And uh, yeah, just lots of stops in between. So thankfully, thank goodness, it turns out to be a, a busy season for us to kind of make up for the lost time. So we're very excited, looking forward to it. Sure. Well, I've saved a very important question for last. I read on your biography online that you are religiously devoted to Jeopardy. <laughs> So <laughs> I, I'm assuming you have some thoughts about who the next permanent host Ooh. should be. I'd love to hear your opinion. If, oh, my gosh. <laughs> if Ooh, you got you, one. You've asked the best questions. Um, <laughs> yep. No, but everybody knows don't call me at seven o'clock. You know, that's where that's in New York City when it comes on. Do not call me. Well, over. Yeah. With the guest host, of course, you know, all of us were heartbroken when Alex Trebek passed away. And um, I got to say, Ken Jennings was was my favorite guest host, which makes sense. I mean, he you know, he just knows the show he's it's it's so ingrained in him I felt like he had the footing as the as kind of like the best um transition or you know he he seems to just kind of fall right into it um you know no offense to Dr. Oz but he was he was a mess he's <laughs> <laughs> like this is not go you know just just like save people's lives you don't need to do this but I'm really looking forward to LeVar Burton who I know is coming uh, in a couple of weeks as the final uh, final guest host for the rest of the season. So, um, you know, he's a big front runner, at least in, in social media. Everybody is kind of pushing for him. Um, and I will, too. I mean, you I'm know. I'm a public media person. Uh, so, you know, you know. <laughs> who doesn't love reading Rainbow? You know, it's it's um, so I'm really looking forward to him. But of those that have come already, I think I think Ken Jennings is, is my favorite. So. You know, keep keep it in the family in a way, and unless Lavar comes in in a clutch and kind of kind of just wows us all, so we'll have to see. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. <laughs> well, Monica, happy Spoleto to you, and thanks so much for speaking today. Thank you, thank you so much. This was fun. 
a conversation I had with bassoonist Monica Ellis of Imani Wins. Monica performed for two Spoleto Festival offerings this year, Two Wings, The Music of Black America in Migration by Alicia Hall Moran and Jason Moran, as well as the chamber music series at Dock Street Theater. And as you are hearing there, Imani Wins was just named the Faculty Wind Quintet in Residence at the Curtis Institute. So congratulations to the group on that appointment. Also, if Monica ever competes on Jeopardy, I have no doubt she'll make it a true daily double read when the opportunity comes. Daily double read, get it? See, I can't hear you groaning right now, so it works. I can get away with making terrible jokes like that. Anyway, let's move on to some more music now as the Beethoven continues with a selection from the German composer's middle or heroic period. His piano trio in B-flat major, opus 97, completed in 1811 and nicknamed the Archduke for the work's dedicatee. Archduke Rudolf of Austria, who was a patron, friend, and composition student of Beethoven's, and a pianist in his own right. We'll hear now the third movement of the trio, the slow movement, which progresses attacca or without pause into the fourth movement, marked allegro moderato, presto. Inan Barnatan is at the piano, joined by Jeff Nuttall violin and Elisa Weilerstein cello.
The third and fourth movements there of Ludwig van Beethoven's Piano Trio in B-flat major, opus 97, Archduke. We heard performing there Inan Barnatan, piano, Jeff Nuttall, violin, and Elisa Weilerstein, cello. 
and there's one treat still to enjoy in this sampler box of Beethoven, some late-period Beethoven from 1815. You might think of it as early late-period Beethoven. This is the second movement of his Cello Sonata No. 4 in C Major, Opus 102, No. 1. This movement, marked Adagio, Tempo d'Andante, Allegro Vivace, is here performed by two of those featured in the last performance, cellist Elisa Weilerstein and pianist Inan Barnatan.
The second and final movement of Beethoven's Cello Sonata No. 4 in C Major, Opus 102, No. 1, with cellist Elisa Weilerstein and pianist Inan Barnaton performing. And so we have reached the bottom of this Beethoven sampler box. Sadly, no additional layer hiding under there, but, but what's that? A coupon for a free Spoleto Festival USA chamber music series Schubert sampler coming up soon on Spoleto Backstage. Oh, and, oh, and there's... One for some great selections by Tchaikovsky and Coleridge Taylor, and even a contemporary assortment with a world premiere of a piece by Osvaldo Golihov. The gift that keeps on giving, all right. And if you want delivery made even simpler, be sure to subscribe to Spoleto Backstage if you haven't done so yet, so that each new episode of the podcast will be automatically downloaded to your device. Certainly, it was great having you along for this episode, and I'm looking forward to sharing more music and artist perspectives from the Spoleto Festival Chamber Music Series with you next time. I'll take pretty fantastic podcastees for 500, Ken. Productions of chamber music from Spoleto Festival USA are made possible by Bank of America, the ETV Endowment of South Carolina, and the John Covington and Robert Lukey Fund for the Performing Arts. Thank you.